We did it. I still can't believe we got this project done so fast and so well. When I'm in New York. I'm in Chicago. And I'm in L.A. But we're making it happen in Miro. Together. Our best work just happens faster on Miro's collaborative online whiteboard. No more scheduling meeting after meeting for work that could happen from anywhere. Whether it's getting design feedback here, mapping timelines here, or brainstorming next steps here. It all just happens on the Miro board. Exactly. And it's nice not having to wait an entire day to get sign off from this guy. Hey! Well, it is true. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com. The first three boards are free forever. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hello and welcome to another Boys in the Band podcast bonus episode of My Naughty's number one album. And we've got Chris Sester, the drummer from Jet, this time. I hope you've been enjoying his full-on Saturday show about the story of Jet and uh, their rise from Australia to global dominance and uh, the fun that he had along the way during their brilliant rise. I'm Peter Smith and as ever, I've got Rich with me. Rich, how are you doing? Yeah, really good, mate. Yeah, really enjoyed the, the pub with Chris and... Um... I very much enjoyed looking up the the Nick Cave quote that he mentioned in, in the pod as well. He talked about uh, selling chili peppers numbers, didn't he? And he referred to this this quote that Nick Cave is apparently very famous for, uh, and he is very famous for. As I googled it uh, after the pod, I hope lots of our listeners went on and googled that as well. It certainly made me smile. Yeah, very damning, very damning of the, uh, <laughs> the chili peppers. Yeah, very very harsh, perhaps. But uh, there you go. There go. Um, anyway, we also got Chris to name his favorite album of the 2000s and um well after realizing that he couldn't really go with get born this is what he came up with <laughs> i was thinking about this last night it's a really hard question to answer because uh my ego gets wrapped up in it as well you know my girlfriend asked me last night what is your favorite album of that and i was like well, that's fucking easy get born jesus uh, but, uh, <laughs> thinking seriously on it though um the most the Strokes Rager was fucking brilliant. Um, is, is is this it? Although I don't think it should have been a fucking question. It should have been this is it. <laughs> but, um, but although I think that record is brilliant and I love the songs and I love the sounds and I love the thing, it didn't really hit me in that <clears throat> sort of um, soul in a soul way where I listen to it and I go, wow, that's really great. But the record that really sort of, meant the most to me or sort of helped define like at least that period of time in my life was this the the hives record what is it veni very vicious or something yeah yeah uh, is that how you say is that right because i know it's some latin shit but i don't know um <clears throat> anyway um <laughs> uh that record just like i i'll i'll just i'll just I listen to that one more than I listen to anything else. It's got a spirit about it that, like, uh, in my opinion, it outperforms all of its rivals <laughs> in that sort of early 2000s rock and roll, like, sort of era. Um, you know, songs like Main Offender and obviously Hate to Say I Told You So. And it's funny because it's not a real album. It, I mean, it is, but it was, I think it was like three EPs that they kind of just put together. 
And I th- but I think it's important to talk about that really briefly because um, I think that the hives like kind of were, deserve a little bit more respect, you know. Um, and I, I know I mentioned before um, Danny Warhols and at the drive-in and um, Mars Volta, et cetera. But, but the hives were doing their thing before it became cool. And, that, and that's sort of a reason, I think, why they ended up putting all those EPs together because they, like, all of a sudden, same, same, a similar sense to Jet, except we hadn't released anything. Um, but they, they were like, oh, it started popping off and everybody wanted rock and roll bands all of a sudden, so they put all these EPs on an album and, um, and then they, they had incredible success with that. But that's the one from that time. I mean, come on, it's a really hard question. There was a lot of great records <laughs> around that time. We all know that. Um, what's the White Stripes one? Red Blood Cells, is it? Yeah, that's a yeah. great one. But I'm going to stick with the hives. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Um, we had Pedal on the podcast about a year ago, actually, and it was oh. really interesting because, like what you said about that sort of development to that album, because he described them at that point. So this came out in 2000, a seven-year overnight success. <laughs> so they, oh, yeah. formed, they had actually formed in 93. And then as That's you say, like, this album comes out and it just blows up with, I uh, hate to say I told you so and stuff on it. But yeah, it's all those hard yards they'd had to do before then. And uh, just the timing, a bit like you guys, I guess, just the timing was right and it just happened at that point. Yeah. They were doing their they were doing their thing and then and then the thing and then the thing became popular, mm-hmm. you know. Um that's really cool that you had him on here. I um I spoke to him briefly once on my birthday. We were in Austin doing Shaka Rock and went out and saw him at Stubbs Barbecue, which is a great outdoor venue in Texas. And uh and I went up and said something to him and like I think he, he just had he wanted not, he didn't want to talk he had not he didn't want to talk to me at all because he he had he was trying to there was a girl he was trying to talk to so I think <laughs> like what why you know and I totally get it if I'm trying to like talk to a girl and someone wants to talk to me about jet I'm like no what the fuck this is the wrong time um, anyway but um, I I really hold that record dear and uh, and I listened to it more than any other I would say from that period yeah great did you ever see them live around that time or? Awesome. I saw him that night at Stubbs Barbecue oh, yeah. on my birthday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, and I'll tell, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you one more thing. And I think that this influenced my respect for them and my love of that record probably more than anything. It was um, I went up to um, Falls Festival when I was 19 years old, and that's in Australia. It's on the Great Ocean Roads. Beautiful festival, actually. It's like um, you, you drive up the, uh, it's the coast of Victoria and <clears throat> And um, it's just stunning scenery. It's where the Twelve Apostles are. I don't know if you've heard of them, but um, yeah. these are those rock formations that jut out from the cliff. And it's just stunning. And you go out there and then you drive up a windy road and then you're up in the mountains looking over the water. And it's great. And now it's become a very corporate sort of event. Um, and it's I'm sure it's still great, but this is when it just started. And um and so me and my buddy were staying in a tent and like got up and I think the hives were probably on at about two o'clock. Anyway, got up, sparked a joint and then we could hear, cause there was only one stage and we could hear this rock, like this band. I was like, that sounds fucking rad. Let's go, let's go check it out. We just walked over there and, um, and it was them on stage and they were absolutely like smashing it. So actually I've seen them twice. And, um, <laughs> 
And I'd never even heard of them. So I was just watching them. And then halfway through their set, Pele goes, I just want to thank all the, uh, I want to thank all the bands for warming up the stage for us. <laughs> and I'd also like to thank all the bands who are going to play afterwards for cooling it down. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, it was great. I just like, um, I just blew me away. And so it obviously got me into them. And, uh, and, and I've just, I've loved them ever since. They're, they're a fantastic band. Super tight as well. Nice one, Chris. Thanks very much for, for that as well. It's excellent to have you on today. Thank you very much. Yes, nice to meet you, fellas. Go and ask an Aussie around this time of year. Ash's prediction, what are you thinking? Ah, I'm not really a cricket fan, i got to say. Um, <laughs> I'm a football fan, so oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with that. Where are the Ashes this year? Yeah, they're in Aussie. They're in Australia. Oh, are they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Then I'm ready. I'll go with Australia. I have yeah, no idea what's going on. Today, <laughs> but, uh, Australia but, uh, at home is a good bet. I, yeah. I think there's some pretty bloody good English chants that go on at the Ashes. Union Jack on Aussie flags a good one, which is um, which is pretty funny, and also because I've been watching The Crown recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we saw your Union Jack pillow when you your cushion when you. Oh, up, this so. is not mine. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually leasing. Uh, I'm actually leasing this house right now because oh, I'm okay. I'm buying a house in Palm Springs, so all of my things are in storage, and I'm leasing a house until January. So I'm basically here to finish my fucking record and then get out of here, go yeah. to the. Start touring, just start touring around the world. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, that's the idea. And then, uh, and then when I'm not on tour, I'm being the pool. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Sounds good Very to me. Good. Nice one, Chris. Have a good day, mate. All right. See you, fellas. So there you have it. Chris went with Veni Vidi Vicious, the Hives album. Uh, as he said, it was a bit of an amalgamation of EPs at the time, but yeah, a Hives, a cracking band from that era. And they clearly had a big impact on Chris and, uh, and I presume the rest of Jet as well. And uh, yeah, obviously, as we mentioned, we had a Pele from the Hives on. Uh, around this time last year, an amazing band that we are very, very keen on. How's your Latin, Rich? My Latin, yeah. Is that is it? I I came, I saw, I conquered. Is that the one? It is, yeah. Bit of Julius yeah. Caesar, Roman Geezer. <laughs> and go, uh, yeah. yeah, I had to squeeze in his uh, his ashes prediction as well. It's, uh, it's yeah. playing on my mind quite a bit at the moment. So uh, yeah, well, it's, it's it's coming up soon, isn't it? And <laughs> um, and yeah, I think Chris has. A cl- we, we talked about the weather and the seasons at the start of the pod. Chris. Has, Obviously lost track of that because uh, obviously we can't really have the ashes over in the UK right now with uh, with winter coming. So yeah, it's down in Oz in, in a few weeks' time. And and actually he mentioned uh, the Great Ocean Road and, and that festival that he that he that he saw the hives at and saw the Twelve Apostles. Um, and I saw those as well the last time I was well the last time the only time I've ever been to Australia, which was for an ashes tour a good few years ago, and yeah did that tour down the Great Ocean Road. Uh, yeah, beautiful spots. So that sounded like a, a festival I'd like to go to. Yeah, I bet you joined in with those Barmy Army songs as well, didn't you? Oh yeah, mate. Oh yeah. Maybe alluded to. Yeah. <laughs> but what about the choice, Rich? Um, oh, fantastic album, I think. For me, fantastic band. I think we we made that quite clear when we spoke to Pella as well. And um, yeah, well, you you were sort of telling me before we hit record on this that you think you know two bands, Jet and The Hives, almost sort of throwback sound. Yeah, absolutely. I, they were because I think I think of those bands, particularly those. Um, definitely the the jet debut and um and those first few hives albums if you played them around that time they came out to certain people they possibly wouldn't be able to tell you whether they were brand new or whether they were classics you know they they had that kind of throwback feel to you know a, a bygone era of sort of rock and roll and um yeah i remember being you know a, a teenager really really reveling in them because they were just this 
this classic sound uh, that I, but it was still new and fresh. So it was a, a classic sound that I've been familiar with growing up listening to parents' records or whatever. But now this was uh, my, my very own new bands doing doing the things that I had actually grown to love um, growing up. Yeah, um, I think and the it's, other... um, it's maybe sort of different, isn't it? To if you thought of a noughties indie band, indie rock mm. band, uh, you think of a certain type of sound, um, sort of maybe sort of jaggy guitars, a bit angular sort of sound, um, uh, yeah, a bit punky, maybe post-punky sort of sound. But um, guys with you know ripped jeans and uh, tight t-shirts, what have you. But these just two bands who you know happen to be very good rock and roll bands at a time when guitar music was taking off in the 2000s, rather than being part of a noughties indie scene um, in London or Sheffield or Manchester or wherever it might be. This was a just two, you know, fantastic guitar bands that happened to be around at that time, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. They were. And uh, yeah, I think they would have started out on indie labels in, in a similar way, but yeah, they were more traditional sort of rock and roll bands. And, and, um, and yeah, you mentioned the white stripes as well. That was the other band that kind of had that feel for me as well, that they, they were almost like they didn't sound of their time, the White Stripes. And I think the same could be said, said of the Hives and, and Jet, that they sounded, uh, as we said already, almost like throwbacks. Classic rock and roll, blues rock for the White Stripes. Yeah, uh, absolutely uh, cracking sounds. White blood cells as well, Rich. You should have jumped in yeah. there, mate. Yeah, Not yeah. Red cells, Not red blood cells, so. no. Yeah. <laughs> Getting our biology mixed up a little bit there. But, uh, oh, but there, well, there are red blood cells as well. It's just uh, the, the the red and white of the white stripes always confuses. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I did do that. That reminds me. I did that as a fancy dress back in the indie <laughs> era. <laughs> I, I wore the white t-shirt and the red jeans and uh, went, to, went to a party with, with, with a girl wearing the opposite. So, yeah, it all, all worked out very nicely. All right. Yeah, obviously, you were jacked to her, Meg. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, very good. I like it. Yeah, great band. I was talking about good bands. Yeah, absolutely fantastic band, uh, especially live as well. Um, sort of, you talk about sort of musical skill as well. To, you know, to carry a band of that quality with just a guitar and a set of drums, and to do what they do. That's uh, yeah. I feel like I need to go and listen to some White Stripes now. Having spoken yeah. about Jet and uh, the Hives, it's the White Stripes who I probably want to go and listen to now. But uh, yeah, good stuff. But um, well, we've got another. Well, we've got a band very much of. Uh, the noughties indie scene. Well, this is interesting actually, because we've got um, an interview lined up for this Saturday with an artist whose band has had a lot of success, but his previous band was very much of the noughties indie scene uh, in London. So we've got sort of contrasting tales within one podcast coming up, Rich. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You say they were very much part of that boom time uh, for indie music uh, under one moniker but then they sort of had a bit of a rebrand and uh, went on to m- much greater success towards the end of the noughties and, and into into the teens yeah so make sure you subscribed make sure you're looking out for that one on saturday morning and um yeah if you haven't heard the full jet interview so far go back and have a listen because it's well worth it chris as we said had some very good stories for us but uh until next time take care and we'll see you on saturday for another boys in the band podcast episode nice one We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.